Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Spectrum, where each week I talk about topics related to Catholicism, autism, and pop culture. And today, we'll be talking about the movie Please Stand By, a movie that gets autism right. I found out about the movie Please Stand By while I was going through YouTube and I found a channel by a woman, by a transgender woman named Jessie Earl. Her channel is called Jessie Gender. And um, she is a Trekkie and also autistic. And she was talking about the video in relation to Sia's movie Music, which I touched upon last season. I still have not seen Music. It is on my list because I want to compare it. But I thought I'd get you guys ready for it by talking about a movie that does things right. And that is Please Stand By, starring Dakota Fanning, made by Magnolia Pictures. It also stars um, Patton Oswalt in a small scene at one point. So let's talk about the plot of the movie, and then I'll talk about, and then I'll go in more in depth. The movie is about a woman, an autistic woman named Wendy Wilcox. She lives in a group home, and she is a Star Trek fan and works at Cinnabon and enters a contest to celebrate Star Trek's 50th anniversary, where she, where if you write a script and send it in, you will get $100,000. So this is basically a road trip movie, and it was released 2018. So let's talk more in depth about it and we'll start by talking about Dakota Fanning's character. Wendy Wilcox is actually played by the is played by Dakota Fanning who by the way is not autistic. Now I know when I said when I talked about the movie Music I talked about how I thought it would be better for a an autistic person to play an autistic character and comparing it to doing a movie about Tupac Shakur where you would cast a black person to play Tupac Shakur if you were to do a movie like that. Well, we can't always rely on that sort of casting to work. So I can understand why Hollywood doesn't do it all the time, but I will applaud them when they do some positive work and when they do happen to do things right. And one of the things this movie does do right is that at the group home, we see some small scenes with autistic people who actually happen to live in the group home with her. And these people are actually played by autistic actors and even and they even go so far as to name the actors name the characters after the actors. Granted, we don't spend as much time with them as I'd like because this movie is about Wendy, not them, so I can understand that. But hey, it still counts in my book that they're doing the representation part right. Now, another thing that I think is great about Wendy as a character is that the movie does not go the inspirational route, nor does it go the negative route. Throughout the movie, we when we do see signs of Wendy's autism, they are treated as nothing more than just part of her personality. It's just something that she has. It's not treated in a negative light or a positive light. And I like that. Um, 
we the movie starts off with Wendy's normal routine. She gets up in the morning. She makes her bed. If she and she puts her clothes in the hamper, she needs to. And this is something that's neat about her. She wears a different color shirt for whatever day of the week it is. And she also watched Star Trek and she works at Cinnabon. And there is a co-worker there who tries to um, be sociable with her and even go so far as to make a mixtape. This is a plot point for later on because she makes a mix CD for her at, as a way of saying thank you later on at the end of the movie. So that's the only reason I bring that up. Anyway, um, another thing I like about her is she's is with her job. She tries. I mean, the social worker Tori. I mean, Scotty. I not Tori. Sorry, Tori's the name of the actress. Uh, Scotty's the name of the character. Um, she tries her best to help Wendy be self sufficient. She gives. So she got her the job at. Cinnabon, she tells her where she can and can't go. Um, she has a dog. No, this isn't a support animal, but still, it's nice that she has one. And she actually goes, and Wendy actually goes so far as to actually get the dog a cute little coat that has a, that has a Star Trek insignia on it. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, so... We get to see her go about her day, about how she crosses the street and everything. And I think this is a really nice way to show what kind of a person she is. Um, we also learn that she can't handle what can't handle uh, loud noises. Um, now, personally, am I like this person at all? Mm, I I do like Star Trek. I'll go, I'll say that I haven't watched Discovery because it's a real hassle, and, and I don't have any way to watch Discovery because it's not on Netflix. You can watch Discovery on DVD, but it's a bit more of a trouble because you got to wait for it to come on DVD, but it is available that way. But I do watch the other Star Trek shows. I have watched um, the original series all my life. I watched TNG growing up. I watched these DS9, and I am currently re-watching Voyager and almost ready and almost done with my watch of Enterprise, which I never finished the first time around. So, yes, I guess you could say that that's one of my special interests. And I will, and I'm thinking of seriously considering doing a podcast episode about how autism is represent is represented on Star Trek. They've never come out and actually said that a person is autistic, but they've come up with some characters who could be coded that way. I need to do an episode on coding, too. So let's get into the main plot of the movie and how her autism causes um, conflict during that plot. I guess conflict is a good word. Now, one thing I forgot to mention is that with my, is that, um, yes, I do live my, is that like Wendy, I do live my life in a specific schedule. Um, part of the reason that this podcast comes out on Mondays is it's the most convenient day for me to record. On any other day, I have other podcasts, I have podcasts I like to listen to, TV shows I like to watch, that sort of thing. So Monday is the most flexible day for me to do my recording. Anyway, um, 
in case you wonder, in case you've ever wondered why I choose Monday to release things. Anyway, so Wendy writes a script for her to enter into the contest, and she runs into a problem. There is no way she sees that she can actually write the script and then deliver it by mail. So she decides, well, she'll just deliver it in person. And that's when she runs away, and this and the road trip part of our story begins. And she is not the only one going on the road trip. She's also being tailed by her sister, who has a child of her own. And, and, she, actually, and she actually decides that she wants to use the money that she hopes to get for this, from this contest so that she can prove to her sister that she is self-sufficient. And live and go to live with her instead of living in the group home. And her sister tells her, and so does Scotty and her son. Now, Scotty's son is my favorite supporting character in this movie. My one of my favorite scenes in this movie has to be when Scotty is telling her son about. Wendy's interest in Star Trek and she mixes it up with Star Wars and her son's response is just hilarious. He goes, please stop this car and crash it because I do not want to be in the same car with you. And not because of the age cap, but because he's just so embarrassed that his own mother doesn't know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. And I'm sitting there laughing because I'm sitting there thinking, you're Wendy's social worker and you don't take the time to get to know her interest so you can communicate with her better. So, yeah, I like that character so much. Um, Another character I like in this movie is at one point, um, Wendy has to get I mean Wendy tries to get on a bus and it doesn't work out because they're because her dog um has to relieve it himself. I think it's himself or herself. I forget which. I didn't watch the movie more than once. Maybe I would have maybe if I did that I would have found out. Anyway, um so she has to rely on herself and she goes to a convenience store and almost gets swindled by the clerk until someone intervenes and this someone does so because Wendy reminds her of her own grandson who it's implied is also autistic and she gets on another bus and then that bus because every road trip has to have movie has to have some sort of convenient mishap that bus winds up getting crashed and she and Wendy winds up in a hospital. And this is one of the funny. This is another one of the funniest parts in the movie. Wendy decides to meet. Wendy does not get hurt that bad in the hospital because she can. She's up and moving around, so she's fine. Don't you just love how easily people can walk off concussions in the movies? Anyway, uh, she goes into a bathroom, and um, she actually pulls off a very funny escape. She hides in the cupboard in the bathroom while the clerk is talking to her. And the clerk is outside, so he doesn't see what's going on. So he doesn't know that she's 
gone. So she hides in the cupboard and he gets curious and comes in, doesn't see her. He thinks he's already gone. And so she, so he goes to tell his superiors and then she ups and leaves anyway. It's just such a funny, this movie is just a funny movie. And I like that. I like how resourceful this woman is. And another thing, and uh, it's just really nice how the autism helps her to me because one of the things that people often do, I mean, that neurotypical people often do with autistic people like myself is we is we're underestimated a lot. And this movie does a great example of showing that by showing how people swindle her, how people help her. So we get to see both sides of autism, how it's helpful and how it's hindering. And once again, this movie does a great job of balancing it out and also showing us, like I said, that it's just part of her personality. There is a scene where she gets, where someone is blowing a leaf blower nearby her and of course she can't handle it. So she's walking with her hands over her face. And then we get another mishap that I think is required for these road trip movies. Her script goes she loses her script. And this is where Scotty sh- Scotty and her uh, son shine. They, they actually take the time to get her script for her and get it all back in order so they can so that when they catch up to her, they can help her get it right. We're I'm so I guess it's implied that they that her son actually takes the time to reorganize the pages. Hopefully, Wendy was actually kind enough to put page numbers at the bottom or at the top so that they can have an easy time figuring out the correct order. So, what are my problems with the movie? Well, I think the movie really should have spent a bit more time on Wendy's normal life. We're not really given much of an insight into that. We're only given a few moments of her at Cinnabon, a few moments with her at the group home. We we barely even get to see what the other members of the group home are like which that really bugs me because those are actually autistic people playing. So it would have been nice to see more representation like that. Um, the, the other thing I don't like is that Dakota, is that Wendy gets, there's too much convenient mishaps, as I suggested back in the prose section. Um, but there's the, crash that doesn't mean that only revolves resolves in what seems more like a bump on the head if nothing else um there's the of course inconvenience of the script and then there's the final inconvenience of um when she finally does get the paramount pictures she's told that she can't deliver it in person now actually the the rules didn't say anything about that so she gets a loophole in this she gets to pull the I mean she when the clerk asks I mean the clerk tells her that she can't deliver the manuscript after she's gone through all this trouble she pulls off a brilliant scheme and I just love this part she asks the clerk do you know who I am and the clerk just falls for it 
the clerk thinks, oh no, this must be a famous person entering the contest. So he's like, uh, no. And then she's like, good. And she walks over to the mail slot and sticks it in there so they get, so they have to deal with it anyway. <laughs> now, another thing that I'm going to stick this in the, fl in the, flaws because it still deals with and that's another thing I like about this because this is a spoiler here spoiler she does not win and I'll explain what happens because this movie's been out for a while so I guess I can just spoil the whole ending for you okay here's a spoiler for you so you can skip over this part if you don't want to that's why I decided to make this a separate section so you can since it would make it easier because on some players you can actually skip sections of the podcast um, on Spotify, you can't. You just have to just hit the fast-forward button past this part. So, if you are still going to see this movie, let me, me... And you don't want to be spoiled. Here's the spoiler for you. Wendy does not win the contest. But she does still just still get taken out of the group home by her sister, who decides to let her live with her. I guess it was because... Spending all that time on the road trip, even though it didn't work out, showed her sister that, yes, she she is self-sufficient enough to live fend for herself should the situation arise. I like that the sister that her sister does not doubt Wendy's competence, despite the autism. I guess despite is the right word. Um, that's another flaw that I have with this movie, is that we don't really get much... Um, characterization with her sister, either positive or negative. She's she's there, but we don't really get to see much. The only supporting character that we get to see a lot of is is Tori, I mean, is Scotty, the social worker. So, and I guess they had a specified amount for the runtime, so that's probably why this sort of thing happens. But still, I would have it would have been nice to see more time spent on some of the supporting characters. So that we can see some more positive stuff about how they're helping her, because we're supposed to like the, I mean, Scotty and her sister. So overall, I like this movie a lot, and I would highly recommend it to anyone who wants to see a more positive portrayal of autism than we get in movie than we're than what apparently is happening in movies like Music. And yes, I am still planning on talking about Music because. I need to talk about what doesn't, what isn't done right, and what is done right, so that you guys can see how the, I mean, how the media can do better in representing autistic people. Because, folks, representation does matter. Okay, special announcement before we get into the outro here. Um, to next week is the final week of Lent, so I will be doing a... So next week's topic is going to be about Easter. And the reason I'm doing Easter during the final... during Holy Week is I wanted to talk about Easter before we get into my special thing that I'm doing for April, which is going to be a themed month. I'll talk more about that next time. Oh, and one more thing... Since I talk about pop culture on here, and since I promised I would go through every single thing that happens in Phase 4 of the Marvel Universe, 
Um, yes, I did watch the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Friday. I will be talking about that. I will probably not be doing it during... I mean, I will most likely not be doing it when it is over, because that will be during April. And once again, like I said, April is going to be a special month. But we will talk about it in May. So you'll get... I mean, so you'll have to wait till then, because I like to wait until it's over with. And there's only six episodes this time, and each one's an hour long. Thank goodness they're longer this time. So... That's just a special announcement about what's coming soon and what I'm doing next week. So next week, we're going to talk about Easter. And I'm going to explain to you the origins of Easter and going to talk a little bit about how we got the Easter Bunny, why Easter changes every year, why it's sometimes in March and sometimes in April, um, what Catholics do about Easter. So what we... I mean, so um, what I do about Easter, too, actually, um, I'm going to talk about how my family celebrates it, especially now that I'm older and I don't, and we don't, and I've outgrown the Easter eggs. So that's it for the special announcement. And that's the show. You can find I me. Mean, this has been the Catholic Spectrum, and I've been your host, Jason There, You can find past episodes of the Catholic Spectrum on your favorite podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, whatever you like to catch your podcast on, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please rate and review this podcast. Share it around with your friends. I will be on Facebook in two weeks from now, so... Not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after this one on Holy Saturday, which will be Holy Week, the Saturday that's before Easter. You can follow me on Facebook as Jason Thayer. You can follow me. I mean, you can catch me on Amino as Radical Edward. My email address is radicaledwardjwt at gmail.com. And remember, everyone, normal is just a sitting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you.